Yo! What is up, guys? I'm back with another episode. And man, it, it feels good. Like I said before on my last episode, I think it was three months ago, two months ago, whatever it is. I'm happy to be back. And a lot has happened since I've dropped my last episode. I got another episode coming up um, that was actually recorded two months ago in August. Uh, that was never released for uh, certain situations, but it, it will be released next week. That will be my next episode, so I won't put nothing fresh. That's going to take over as the next episode. Um, I'm really trying to keep this thing up. I always say the same thing all the time. I'm trying to get away from that. Very busy with work. I'm trying to just, you know keep up with this Mets thing, really haven't, I got back on the account, but my laziness kind of took over again, and uh, I kind of gave myself a promise that I'm going to start fresh today, this e this episode will be released today uh, at a certain time, today is Thursday, October 6th, um, and hopefully I could keep this consistency thing going, you guys know that is my kryptonite, consistency is the one thing that I lack of, and I have a passion for this, you know, podcasting, sports podcast, especially. Um, it's fun to me. I love doing it. I know I could get better each and every day. I watch a lot of, you know, videos when it comes to like first take, when it comes to different other podcasts, sports podcasts, hell, even, you know, Joe Rogan shit. Joe Rogan shit is funny as hell. I love Joe Rogan. Um, I, I take notes from him because he's been in the game longer than me and he's been very successful when it comes to stuff like this. But, you know, with that being said, I'm back with another episode. It'll drop today. Um, and there's a lot, like I said, that has happened since uh, since I've been gone. Um, as far as like, like I said, with the Instagram thing, I got lazy and I wanted to, you know, start off on a good note. I wanted to let the season kind of ride out and kind of just start on the playoffs. Like, let, let, let that fresh post. Let, let's start on the postseason. Let's let's start there and make our way out. You know, because I already posted a little bit about this season, but I didn't post too much. So I missed a lot. I missed a lot. And, um, you know, with like I said, with work and just kind of not putting too much focus in it because I would get tired after. I didn't really put too much time. Now that the playoffs is underway and we're going to get into that with the whole Mets and everything like that. I got my ticket for the National uh, League wild card. And we're just going to jump right into that since I already mentioned it. Tomorrow, the Mets and the Padres will start their three-game set. Uh, two best out of three against the Padres. All three games happening at City Field. First game tomorrow will be at 7 o'clock. I mean, 8 o'clock. My, my apologies. And a lot of you may think, man, the Mets are down bad. I'm sure you guys already know what happened. The Mets had a big three-game series in Atlanta. The team that wins that series basically takes the division. Was I hoping that the Marlins would sweep the Braves? Absolutely. That didn't happen. The Mets did sweep the Nationals, and, you know, they did their part. Unfortunately, Miami couldn't do their part. What's fucking new? It would have been a shocker if the Braves would have lost, you know, all three because the Mets would have gained the division right back, and we would be the division champions. That didn't work. I'm not upset about it that much. I mean, I wasn't when it was happening, but I'm not upset that much because at the end of the day, like I said, 
they did it to themselves. The bats were nowhere to be found. I mean, the pitching is unpredictable at this point because, you know, you look at a, uh, at a Max Serger and you look at a Jacob DeGrom and you're like, yeah, we're going to stroll through this game. And if the offense could get going, we'll win. But, you know, DeGrom and, and Serger have been known to give up, you know, some long balls. They did it, you know, in game one and in game two of the Atlanta series. And, you know, it's, it's, it's baseball at the end of the day. I don't like going to to the thing at the end of the day it is hard for a team to make the playoffs so the fact that we were able to clinch a postseason spot i was good right there but i wanted the division why because at the end of the day it's 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 good it's 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 better when you're leading the division because you're you're advancing to a higher spot you don't have to worry about the pressure really being on you it's the team that is in second place and that's in the wild card because they got to face you you're a better team than they are because you got more wins and you know you have a better team overall and you clinch the division so now all eyes are on you at the end of the day we couldn't do that we dropped the ball like it's usually like it usually has been and now we got to fight for the wild card again like i said i was upset when it happened but i'm not because again we're in the playoffs still and all three wild card games are in are at home and we have home field advantage and we have you know, the momentum is in, is on our side. Now, by no means am I saying that to discredit the San Diego Padres and what team they have and what they've done throughout the season. Juan Soto hasn't performed to how he's been, but he has helped them defensively and, again, can provide that with the experience that he has in the playoffs, you know, going back to 2020, I mean, to 2019 when he just went off. Um, his rookie year and was one of the reasons why the Na- Washington Nationals got to the World Series and won the whole thing against the Houston Astros. So he can provide that for them. Manny Machado, on the other hand, can do that. And he's been the reason besides the pitching staff, because the pitching staff between Joe Musgrove and you Darvish and Blake Snell and um, Manea, they are they have all performed exceptionally well. Manny Machado has been carrying the team, has literally been putting the team on his back. So with the great pitching staff that they staff that they have, with the big bats with Juan Soto and Manny Machado, you know, they can really do damage. Do I hope that the do I think that the Mets can give them problems as well? Yes. I mean, you know, the season and the playoffs are two different things. With the season, you know, they kind of won the season series and kind of put us in check but playoffs are different baby we can definitely spark something up i think the mets kind of got that whole atlanta situation out their heads the the sweep with washington is kind of getting them their groove back um and i think they they know what's at stake and they know what they need to do i i, I think as as players you kind of take away from that loss in atlanta and kind of realize all right we weren't playing to our full potential and we weren't doing what we were supposed to do and they all understand we got to win these games. There's no excuse around it. You, we have to win these games to advance. It doesn't get easier. And like I said, the Mets put themselves in their position. As a loyal Mets fan, I can say that. They put themselves in that position because at the end of the day, you had the lead. I mean, on June 10th, the Atlanta Braves were 10 games back. Right? If the Mets were winning the meaning, meaningful games that they were winning, the, the Braves would have not been that close. The the Braves in June 10 were 10 games back. All of a sudden, now, you know, they come back. They come all the way back, and they win 
you know, they win the division. So, you know, there's there's, pre- there's pressure on the Mets. Because now everybody's like, yo, if you guys lose the, the division like that, and then you, you lose the wild card, the season is a fail. Do I think so? No, because there are other teams that didn't even have a successful season and didn't make the playoffs. But that, you know, it's a fail in regards of us not winning the chip. I absolutely do agree on that. But I, I do think at the end of the day, we do have the right team for it. We have the right pitching staff for it. I think they're ready. I think at the end of the day, we, you know, we, we can mount up to that. The, the the road doesn't get any easier because if we do beat the Padres, we got to play the Los Angeles Dodgers. And you know how that team is. They can definitely give us problems. Um, do I think we can beat them? Absolutely. But I'm sure a lot of people want the Dodgers or think that the Dodgers are going to advance. And anybody that thinks that, you know, I, I, I'm not shocked with because they have 100 and something wins. I believe it's 116 wins. Um, they took over that division easily. Easily they took that, that National League West division over. So, you know, they're definitely going to give us problems. If between Philly and the St. Louis Cardinals, whoever wins that wild card game will play the Atlanta Braves. If the Atlanta Braves happen to, you know, push through and we can play the Atlanta Braves, hopefully in the National League Championship Series, if we could get through the Dodgers. Then by all means, you know, we'll, that that will be the greatest revenge. If we can play that, if the Atlanta Braves happen to go through and we can play the Atlanta Braves in the National League Championship Series and we can beat them and head into the World Series, I swear to God, that will be the greatest revenge in the world. Because that is a team that we have owned, but they have owned us as well. And they owned us in the most important game of the year. So it, it'll, it'll feel pretty, you know, it'll, it'll be pretty good to uh to get that out but we gotta we have two two tough tasks in front of us and i'm sure i bet you there's a lot of people that rather see that la versus san diego series one more time uh except the only thing is fernando tatis isn't in there but i already spoke about that on last episode so i don't you know i don't want to get back into that i think everybody kind of got him out their minds for a little bit and kind of just focus on the combination between uh juan soto and manny machado uh, but they're definitely beatable. We'll see tomorrow what happens. I'm excited. Um, I was able to get out of work early for it. I can't wait, man. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I cannot wait. It, it is definitely, in, in my in my opinion, it is definitely uh is going is definitely going to get is get really really exciting. My first playoff game. Um. So we'll see. We'll definitely see it. It will definitely be exciting. As far as the bracket, so far the bracket is going to be Tampa and Cleveland for for the wild for the American League wild card on the East. Well, I think the first wild card and then the second wild card is going to be Tampa. It's going to be Toronto and Seattle. If Cleveland, whoever wins between Cleveland and Tampa, will play the Yankees. And then whoever wins between Seattle and Toronto will play Houston. Now, if you move on to the National League, you got the first wild card between Philly and St. Louis, uh, because of the fact that St. Louis had the third, uh, the third best record. So they got to play the the team. They they got to play in the wild card against the team that has the third best record in second place. 
So it's Philly and, and St. Louis. And then the second one, it's going to be the Mets and San Diego with the two best wildcard records. Before it was fucking Atlanta, but because the Mets couldn't do what they were supposed to do, now it's the Mets. So if Philly and whoever wins between Philly and St. Louis will play Atlanta, and then whoever wins between the Mets and San Diego will play the Dodgers. I will give you my picks right now. Between Tampa and Cleveland, I'm going to give Cleveland that edge because that is a, a young brass team led by Jose Ramirez that I didn't even think were going to make the playoffs this year. I think they'll shock a lot of people, and I think they will advance. Tampa's a good team, too. Do not get me wrong. Tampa is a great team. They have so many key pieces to advance. But I do think that Cleveland will pull out the shocker and uh, and win this year. Um, I think Toronto is going to beat uh, Seattle. I think Toronto has a better team than Seattle. I mean, I'm happy. Listen, if Seattle wins, I'm happy for them too because I like that Seattle team. Julio Rodriguez, Henry Suarez, Jesse Winker, um, Carlos Santana. So many guys. So many, you know, guys that 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 was that has been able to propel this team to where they got. They ended their their drought of long of longest postseason uh, drought ever. And you know they're they're in there, and they got a tough task of 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 beating the that Blue Jays team, and they could definitely do it. But I I think Toronto's gonna pull that edge. I think Toronto just has a a, a little bit of a better team uh, than Seattle with Vladdy, who can go off at any time. Uh, Springer, their pitching staff is a little better. Like I I just give them that that edge. Uh, as far as the National League, I'm gonna give it to St. Louis. I would never choose. The fucking Phils or Atlanta. I'm gonna give it to the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals have a better team. They'll definitely wash the Phillies, in my opinion. And then obviously with this one between my squad and the Padres, of course I gotta go with my squad. Why? Why? Why would I choose the same? I think that would be the most stupidest thing in the world for me to choose. You know, San Diego and not the Mets. Of course, the Mets. I think they're gonna go through. They're definitely. If they do beat them, they're definitely gonna have a tougher challenge with LA. It's not gonna be easy. It's definitely not going to be easy. Like I said before, we could have avoided that. We could have been playing the winner between Philly and St. Louis, but we put ourselves in this position. And, you know, like I said, the guys know that. So this postseason is definitely going to be a fun one, man. I cannot wait. I, I, I really, I really cannot wait. I'm excited, man. I'm getting out of work an hour early to go see this thing. Man, I'm 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 telling you, I'm I'm jumping I'm jumping for joy right now, man. I, I bought these tickets last minute. I bought all my postseason merch uh, uh, ahead uh, ahead of time. I can't wait, man. I really can't wait. Uh, but um, yeah, man. I think all 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 you all these Mets fans that are complaining about the wild card and about you know what we, you know that that is not that is not fair or whatever. Listen, Pete Alonso said earlier in in. In in the put in the in the com in the pregame or I should say pre wild card uh, post conference conference that um you know it's not unfair for the Mets you know and I do agree regardless of winning the division or making the the wild card the wild card is post or is is part of your postseason and 
postseason is postseason regardless. You're wearing a patch on your jersey and on the side of your hat that says postseason. You've made the postseason. So at the end of the day, they know that they're proud of that. And again, at the end of the day, and I keep saying at the end of the day, I don't know why, but it's just coming out of me. <laughs> but we have an owner who wants to spend. We finally got out of that that predicament of having somebody that doesn't want to spend and is just cool with us not making anything this year. We, I have a prediction that regardless of how this wild card goes, our owner, Steve Cohen, is going gonna, is gonna to look at that and build off that and be like, all right, we need to add better pieces to make sure that we not only keep it consistent of, you know, continuously making the playoffs, but actually, but really actually getting the pieces that we need to, to, to know that, yeah, this is going to, this is going to help us lock down the division. No wall card. We're locking down this division next year. And I do believe in that. I do believe that he can't do that. He's a smart guy. He has smart people around me. I mean, Epler, uh, who used to be the GM for the uh, for the Angels is now the GM of us. He's done a great job. You know, sometimes you wonder, like, what the hell did he do? Why didn't he do any of that with the Angels? Maybe it was just the wrong people in that organization and in that front office that were telling him and holding him back. But if, and if that's the case, you definitely see what he's able to do with us now. So again, there's, there's a lot of opportunities, a lot of chances, but you know, we got to take one game at a time. Can't rush anything, and it's a three-game series. At the end of the day, the Padres, you you just have to win two games. The Padres could go win two games, and it'd be over. The Mets could win two games, and it and and it'll be over, whether that's a good or bad thing. So, it, it's definitely gonna be a great, a great, great, uh, yeah, a, a great postseason. I'm excited. Um. I didn't say my prediction for the Seattle or Toronto. I think uh, Houston. I think Toronto is going to advance, but I think Houston is going to beat them. And then for the um, American League Championship Series, I do have the Yankees and Houston going. I mean, yeah, the Yankees. I think the Yankees are going to beat Cleveland. Then I have the Houston Houston Astros and Yankees uh, going going forward for the American League Championship Series. Um, do I have the Houston Astros beating the Yankees? No. If the Yankees, the Houston owned them this season, right? They automatically have a better team than the Yankees. But if the Yankees happen to beat the Houston Astros and go on to the World Series and we can do something and get to the World Series, my ultimate dream in life has become complete. Besides the Knicks winning an, an NBA title and the Giants getting back to the Super Bowl and winning another Super Bowl championship, my ultimate dream is to see the Mets and the Yankees in the World Series and the Mets beating them to become World Series champions. That is my ultimate dream. Could it happen this year? Absolutely. Do I think it will? No, because I don't think the Houston Astros will beat them. I mean, I don't think the Yankees will 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 beat the Houston Astros. My apologies. I think the Houston Astros will beat the Yankees and will get back to the World Series. As much as people hate it, they're fucking good. I was just telling my friend a couple minutes ago before I started recording that regardless of them letting Correa walk and Springer walk, this po- this front office has done the most sm- smartest thing when it came to not only rebuilding but signing the guys that you needed to sign. I mean, that trade with the Dodgers to get um Jordan Alvarez was the best trade they ever they've I think as an organization they've ever done. 
Because look how this kid turned out. As soon as they let Correa and Springer walk, he took off. He took off as a beast. And it's, it, there's no secret that, you know, Carlos Correa's replacement in shortstop, uh, I, I don't know his first name, but I know his last name, Pena, um, number three, he's turned out good for them too. He's He's tough. So, you know, everything has been falling right, and you know, for the Houston Astros. It's great to see. I love it. Um, that is my prediction as far as the American, uh, the American League. The National League, I already told you who I think is going to win the, the, uh, the wild card. Um, be, I'm thinking, you know, St. Louis is going to beat Philly. So if it's between St. Louis and Atlanta, obviously I'm going to go for St. Louis. I think St. Louis has a better team. Um, you know, you just never know, though, because of how good Atlanta's been playing. But I think St. Louis has a better team. Um, Mets and Dodgers, I, I think I think the Mets can do it. It's going to be hard because of how good, you know, the Dodgers are. The Dodgers know what they want. And the Dodgers are waiting to see this series to see, you know, who they're going to play. They'll give us, you know, they have an edge because they're definitely just sitting back and waiting, you know. But it, it, to me, it, it is what it is. What can you do? You know, what can you do to kind of get out of that funk? They're not in a funk anymore, but to just, you know, open up your mind and understand we're here. So now we just got to take care of the job. And yes, it's not going to get easy. It's not easy to win a title. But at the same time, we got to get it done. We got to do what we can do to kind of, you know, put ourselves in that position that we're good at the end of the day. So with that being said, I do think it it will be St. Louis and the Mets for the National League Championship Series. Um, We'll get another 2006 National League Championship Series rematch, except this time the Mets will beat them, in my opinion, and we'll head to the World Series. So the world, my World Series prediction would be either Houston and the Mets or would be the Yankees and the Mets. And honestly, Houston and the Mets is going to be pretty interesting considering the fact that when we played Houston four times uh, this season, we got swept. So we'll see how that turns out. Um, the series is tied between the uh, the Mets and the Yankees. Uh, it's 2-2. When the Yankees came here, we took two. And when we went over there to the Bronx, they took two. So, you know, it, it just depends. You know, postseason is different. It's literally different, like they always tell you. Anything can happen. You just you just never know. So as far as that, you know, besides that, and hope, hopefully, regardless of what goes on in the in the in the playoffs, I do th- believe that Steve Cohen has his mindset on re-signing the Grom. Uh, I mean, yeah, well, re-signing the Grom because he's opting out of his contract after this year. Hopefully, they give Pete an extension. And man, I'm 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 ready. Like I said, I hope. This playoff run that we have is a consistency to next year's and the following years because we need to bring a title back to Queens and we need to do it, you know, ASAP. Uh, Steve Cohen's prediction is if 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 we don't get a title within three to five years, it's a failure. So, you know, we'll we'll, we'll see how that we'll see how that goes. We will never be the Yankees as as far as championships. Twenty seven championships that that is an outstanding outstanding record. Nobody will ever take that from them and you know it's awesome to see it's really awesome to see but you know we'll we'll see starting tomorrow man um i'm excited and you know let's go match on to uh uh a kind of funny 
slash serious issue. I I I'm gonna tell you why it's uh, why I think it's funny. Um, it is a serious issue, but I'm gonna tell you why it's funny. Um, Jordan Poole and Draymond Green kind of got into like a verbal altercation, and it turns physical. And Draymond Green punched Jordan Poole in the face. Um, I know a lot of people may think that it's serious. I was watching first take this morning, and I kind of you know, agreed with Stephen A when he said that they're champions. You know, they've been teammates since they won that title. And, you know, guys go through this all the time. The greatest example for me, Kobe and Shaq. Now, obviously, Kobe and Shaq never got physical, but Kobe and Shaq had, you know, disagreement disagreements and really didn't mess with each other's vibes because, you know, those are two guys, two different guys, two different dominant players that want things to go their way. You know, one wants the ball down low and just wants to dominate the paint. But the other wants to direct traffic, score at the same time, and not really pass the ball because he knows what he can do. And obviously, it didn't work. Obviously, Shaq went to Miami and won himself a title there with Dwayne Wade in 2006 against the Dallas Mavericks. Um, and, you know, the, with, with that, I, I think Draymond Green kind of... Everybody's not shocked that Draymond Green kind of did that. Because of the fact that Draymond Green is a vocal leader. Draymond Green will tell you the truth and whether you like it or not to get you in that mind space of, yo, let's let's wake the fuck up. Like, you know, whether you're not doing your job, if you're not doing your job, I'm going to let you know. Why? Because that's the type of guy I am. Just like everybody else, I want to win a damn title again. I want to keep this thing going regardless of how many titles we won. I want to keep this thing going. And that's his mindset. So... That may have played an issue. Maybe there was something that was said that Draymond didn't like. Maybe Draymond said something that Jordan Poole didn't like. You know, you just more more information will come out as far as that. And we'll we'll, we'll get to the bottom of it. The reason that I think it's funny is because of the fact that it's like nobody's going to care within the next couple of days. Everybody's going to forget about it. You're going to see these two on the court on the preseason and the beginning of the season. They're going to be dapping each other up. Jordan Poole is probably going to make a a, a, a a crucial play in the game and everybody's going to be hyping. He, and Draymond's just going to be next to him, hyping him up like nothing ever happened. So I just think it's funny that these people are, you know, publicizing it and trying to make it a, a bigger deal than it is. It's not a big deal. It, it really isn't. It's not a big deal. But you know how media is. You know how everybody in the media is. Um, everybody kind of has to open their mouth and say shit. And nobody really likes that. I think at the end of the day, it's just a waste of time. You know, just you're you're, you're focusing you're focusing on the on the on the on the negative. You know, instead of focusing on 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 what should be the positive and that you know could be the NBA season coming back, you know, John Wall and Kawhi Leonard returning from long sustainable injuries, you know, playing on the same team together and kind of you know getting a getting this new Clippers team on the right track to, you know, possibly help out Paul George and everybody else and Tyron Lou to get this Clippers team where they need to be. Um but I'm excited, man. I mean, I can't wait. I really cannot wait. There, there's, there's, there's a lot of, uh, you know, new signings. I think in the last episode I mentioned the Donovan Mitchell and and Cleveland pickup. That that was a shocker. I mean, the the Knicks really didn't offer him anything because they want to keep their young guys. But you know, there are a lot of people that are saying, "Oh, they're dumb for that. They should have just won after Donovan Mitchell." But at the same time, it's like, why do you really want if with Donovan Mitchell, it, you know, the Knicks didn't offer him anything because of, they didn't really offer the package because 
you know, you got the young, this young squad, this young team. And, you know, they, they, they know they could build on that. Now, a lot of people are saying, man, if you would have got Donovan, you know, you, you definitely could open eyes to other people wanting to come here. And it's like, no, we understand that. But we can also do that with Jalen Brunson. Now, everybody knows, I, I believe I said it in my last episode. Again, guys, I haven't listened to my last episode in a while. But I think I did say it to where it's like, you know, I, I do like the pickup. You know, a solid point guard. You know, I think people get this misconstrued that because he may not be a top five or or top ten in the league that automatically he ain't shit. I mean, he'll 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 show you something. And I like the kid. I like his attitude. I like how excited and ready he is. He has his own team. He's not working beside by Luca. He kind of has hope there. Um, and yeah, man, I, I can't wait. You know, speaking of the Knicks, they 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 look very fresh um, coming in. And I think one of the things is because of the fact that, like I said before, they couldn't get that Donovan Mitchell deal going through. They definitely have put their money not only on Jalen Brunson and kept their money on Julius Randle, but they definitely put their money big time on R.J. Barrett um, with him receiving that extension and kind of. And kind of, you know, really, first of all, that extension was uh, is going through 2027 and it's possibly worth up to one one twenty mil. Um, I like it. it. It just shows that the Knicks are willing to 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 possibly not even possibly that they are, you know, putting their trust and their investment in these guys. I mean, like I said, they signed Jalen Brunson for one oh four. They gave. You know, uh, Julius Randle that extension. They are, con- they 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 they're they're trying to build something here. Now, obviously, it's not the same key pieces that everybody you know thinks it is. But at the you know, what can you do? Because at the same time, if the if they if the Knicks get to where they need to get to, with whether it's a sixth, seventh, or eighth seed, and they make the playoffs, nobody's gonna be complaining because. Maybe that bit, maybe it's in the Mets position to where they build that consistency and everything goes well. My only thing is this, bro, Julius Randle, get your shit together, bro. You know, there's a lot of people that may agree with how you felt with this whole fans thing. And there may be there's a lot of people that don't agree. I'm not saying I agree and I'm not saying I don't agree at all. I'm just saying, bro, there we we saw your frustration last year. It's a new season, sleets, uh, clean slate, brand new page, bro. You got a, you got a new, you got a new star guard in your team that can help you guys out. You know Barrett's gonna be there, and we know how much of a powerhouse you are, bro. We know you can ball. A lot of there's Nick fans that don't like you, and there's Nick fans that that do. We respect you, bro, and we know that you can help us. And and get and get over this funk of not getting back to the playoffs and hopefully trying to win a championship. I know that's your aspirations as well. You've said it before in many interviews. So I hope we can get back. I hope we can get back to that. I really do. Um, but there's there's also one situation, and you know, obviously I'm done with the Knicks talk right now. But there's one situation that kind of started buzzing that I wanted to talk about that I never got to talk about, and that's. The situation with Ime Adoka, uh, Udoka, everybody's talking about it and everybody's kind of, you know, having an opinion on it. 
And this is my opinion on it since, you know, I haven't, when the situation happened, I wasn't posting any, you know, podcast or whatever, episodes or whatever. It's wrong that he did what he did, right? And I'm not giving him any excuses. I'm not saying that what he did was right and what he did was wrong. Besides the fact that he's a clown for cheating on Neil Long, it doesn't take away the fact that this was publicized as if he would have raped somebody or if he would have sexually mishandled somebody. That's this man's business at the end of the day because it was consensual. Why is it that he's being more of the forefront for it and it should be both of them? It should definitely be the girl as well. Nobody's, we don't even know who this girl is. Nobody's talking about this girl as far as, you know, who she is and why she did what she did. But it was consensual, which means both parties knew what they were doing. But they only want to just take their mind and put it towards Yudoka because he's a former, uh, uh, he's a former head coach of the Boston Celtics. And, and, you know, he's done so much since his rookie year as a head coach last season. Yeah, he took him to the finals and, you know, everybody, I'm sure a lot, a lot, a lot of Celtic fans love him because of what he's done. And, you know, he put himself in that predicament. But at the same time, it's like, dude, why does, why does this situation have to be, you know, immortalized or put on the forefront when there were so many other women that were basically just like, yo, not, not even women, I'm sorry, men that were like, yo. Like, come on now. So we're just going to talk about him, but we're not going to mention the girl. We're not going to mention anything that 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 was said on her part. We're just going to make it seem like he it was only him. And again, that that's my issue. Not saying that I condone. Nobody condones what he did. I think what 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 sucks is the fact that it, it, they're making it seem like like this girl had nothing to do with it, that she was just a bystander, that he forced her to do it when. In all naturality, she's a skunk back just like he is because she went and she did what he did, knowing the position that he at any moment, just like he did, he could have lost that job. Now, there's no guarantee that he's going to be back coaching. And there's no guarantee that even if the Celtics don't bring him back, that any, any other team is going to want him. I do what I want him. Absolutely. I love Tibbs. But if, 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 if we fired Tibbs and then went straight to him. I, I would I would take it. I don't care what criticism we take. Because at the end of the day, if he helps us get to where we need to get to, ain't nobody going to be criticizing him. And that's just facts. That's absolutely facts. Um, but, yeah, man. that that That's absolutely facts. And I, um, I think people just need to, like, just, just stop. And they, they, they need to, they need to very, uh, they need to do their research on, on, uh, on on what's been going on because i think people are just talking out their ass and not really you know putting the forefront on it um but i I, if if i'm not mistaken i think the uh the nba season starts next week i'm i'm gonna look at i'm gonna look at it uh right now and kind of check the uh the actual thing um I, i just i don't know i don't know when the season starts i've been trying they're only showing me po- they're only showing me post season. I mean preseason, I'm sorry. Uh but I don't know when it starts. I got to see. Um let me just double check that for you guys right now. I'm actually going to check that right now. Uh okay. So let me see. I think the last day 
for preseason basketball is on yeah, it's on the fourteenth of October. Our first game of the season as far as the NBA in total is Tuesday. Um October eighteenth. And those two matchups are two great matchups. Philadelphia seventy sixers at Boston Celtics and then the Los Angeles Angels at the Golden State Warriors. Can't wait for those two. I'm excited. Um and then the rest of the matchups we got there. We uh the next day, Wednesday, October nineteenth, we got D we got Orlando versus Detroit. We got Washington versus Indiana. We got Houston versus Atlanta. New Orleans versus Brooklyn. Uh Chicago versus Miami. Cleveland versus Toronto. New York versus Memphis, which is on ESPN. And that that's a big task already. Because Memphis is Memphis. Um, Oklahoma City versus Minnesota, Charlotte versus San Antonio, Denver versus Utah, Dallas versus the Phoenix, which is another good, uh, should be a good matchup, and Portland versus Sacramento. Um, yeah, and then on Thursday, there's only two matches between the Milwaukee Bucks and LA versus LA. <laughs> so Thursday should be hot as well. Um, I'm excited and I can't wait. Season's already started. Now, as far as that, we have some excitement if you're a Giants fan. Ladies and gentlemen, the Giants are three and one. And the Giants, to me, have surprised everybody. Now, do I think they can win the division? I mean, you know, I'm never gonna say no about my team, but I will say this. The Philadelphia Eagles are taking the the are right, taking the team by storm. I mean, Jalen Hurts has put a a a, a, a literal a literal a literal hurt on the division so far. They're four and zero, and they look like they ain't stopping anytime soon. Do I think the Giants could definitely do it? Yes. I'm gonna actually take a look at their schedule right now. I'm a, I'm gonna go to that their team and I'm gonna look at their schedule right now, and I will tell you which one I think they will win and they will lose. So as of right now, they are three and one. They beat the Titans their first game. They beat the Panthers the second game. They lost to the Cowboys, and they beat the, the, the Bears. They play on the ninth. They play the Packers, right, on Sunday at 9.30 a.m., which is weird. But they play they play the Packers. Do I think they can win? Yes. Um, do I think there's a possibility that they may or may not win? I mean, possibly, but that's that's going to be hard, man. That's definitely going to be hard. I don't know. Um, we'll definitely see about that. That's that, that's going to be a head scratcher for me because the Packers are really good. And like Stephen A says, Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. Um, then right after that, we play the Ravens. The Ravens, we could possibly be, it'll be a 50-50 toss-up. Then we play the Jaguars on the 23rd of October. That must be, a that, that could be a must win. That's a must win. The Jaguars suck. Then we play the Seahawks. Seahawks, we could definitely beat. The Texans, they suck. We got to beat them. The Lions suck. We got to beat them. We can beat the Cowboys. You know, we should have won that, that first game, but we could definitely beat the Cowboys. The Eagles will give us a run for the money, but it could go anyway, however it goes. We got to beat the Commanders. We got to beat the Vikings. I mean, the Vikings, again, is another 50-50, but I, like I said, I think they can win these games. and. We play the Eagles one more time. That could be a toss-up, like I said. So, with that being said, 
their record from how I think about it right now with the three and ones and if that I'll, I'll I'll get them I'll get them if I'm being realistic the Packers so they'll be three and two if they if it's if they play the Ravens I'll say either they go four and two or three and three but then let's say if they go four and four let's let's say if 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 we go four and four and two after the Ravens game we beat the Jaguars five and two. Uh, if we beat the Seahawks six and two, Texans seven and two, Lions eight and two, Cowboys nine and two, Commanders ten and two, Eagles I'll say ten and three, Commanders uh, eleven and three, the Vikings twelve and three, the Colts uh, thirteen thirteen and three. With with my realistic prediction, I'll I'll say thirteen and three. Um, if 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 if, if it's up to me, with the other way. With them being the Panthers, I'll say fourteen and two, but I think thirteen and three could uh could be them. It just depends on how they play. You know, it's a, it's just a prediction. But we're making some shocking noise. Not everybody's thinking we're gonna do anything because obviously the Cowboys could possibly revamp themselves, and the Philadelphia Eagles are, can definitely take over the division like they seem like to be doing right now. But we can definitely shock everybody, you know. But hopefully. This is a successful season for the Giants, and hopefully they don't screw up because I'm ready, man. I'm ready. All three of my teams could possibly do something this year. The Mets are already showing they could do something. The Knicks, hopefully they don't fumble. And, you know, the Giants, hopefully they they can pull something through this year. So as overall, I'm happy as a fucking for, – for a sports fan and a New York sports fan, I'm happy as fuck, and I can't wait, man. But with that being said, I'm going to end it right here. I'm happy, like I said, to be back. Hopefully the consistency continues. I know next week I'm going to be posting that episode that was archived. That episode concludes another episode of me and my best friend, Andre Snotty. If y'all didn't listen to the first episode, go take go take a listen to that. Not that long, but there's another ep- There's a second episode. I think that one's a little bit much better. Um, You guys be the judge of that. But, I, uh, but that will be the next episode dropping. So I won't put nothing fresh until the next week after that. But um, you know, obviously, if you guys listen to this a day after today, um, then I, you know, I hope you guys enjoy. But anybody that 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 checks in, you know, that checks the, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm getting off the rails here, but it feels good to be back. If 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 y'all are watching any of my teams, I hope y'all root for us because this might be a big year for New York. But besides that, let's go Mets, let's go Knicks, and let's go Giants. Big year for New York. Thank you guys for tuning in, and I'll see you next next time on, on, on a new episode. Peace.